Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 41, an interview with Robin Ronquist, aka Flusher, from Fnatic. This is Flusher, and you're listening to the Truth CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in, or are we going sneaky peeky like? So there is some CSGO news for this week, but I'm going to save that for after the interview and we're going to dive straight in. Just for some context, this was conducted at IEM Sydney 2018. If you recall, Fnatic was knocked out of that competition by FaZe, the very FaZe that they had trounced at IEM Katowice uh, shortly prior to this tournament. They'd not only beaten FaZe at Katowice and taken the prize, but they'd also won WSG, which netted them over $1 million in prize money. And it seemed to be like the return in form <clears throat> for Fnatic. However, the team did not last. And you'll hear that I touched slightly on the chemistry. I was trying to kind of edge his edge towards some sort of comment from Flusher about how the team chemistry was working. Uh, and he was pretty coy about it. Um, and if you recall, we did have a bit of drama at the time with Golden seemingly uh, about to get kicked prior to Katowice and then the very famous tweet from him coming shortly after they won where he simply said, I stay. However, those victories weren't enough to keep what seemed like a clash of personalities together. Fnatic is now a different team, but I think a lot of what Flusher talks about in terms of the way Swedish people play, for instance, is still going to be very, very relevant, especially going into DreamHack Stockholm and the next major and really working out whether this new lineup of Fnatic with Draken and Exist are going to have the same chemistry that we saw earlier in this year when they won those two massive tournaments. So without further ado, here is Flusher from Fnatic. Uh, All right, I'm here with Flusher. Flusher, you don't know me. You've never heard of my podcast, but I talk about you basically every week, uh, especially since Katowice. Um, And I guess... You are basically like the Jesus of Counter-Strike at this point because mid-2016 was the last time you were on top. It's been a long time. Why has it been so long? Um, I don't know really. Like A lot of changes in, uh, uh, in the meta in Counter-Strike that made, made us our worst team and then we had to do a lot of changes in the team as well. Uh, first of all, like playing with uh, Olaf for so long and then having to replace him. Uh, and there's just a lot of things that uh, changed for us. Uh, and uh, then we had to fight fight to the top again and just have a good tournament together. So I, I mean, like, it's going to take time and uh, it took two, two years for us. So I don't know what to say. Okay, well, look, speaking of the meta... That's one thing I was speaking about last week. It seems like the meta that brought you guys to Katowice, to WSG, has already been usurped somewhat by Astralis. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, kind of, but like, I think like Astralis is the, the team that, has like, that had the time uh, between Katowice and uh, Marseille mm-hmm. to like practice and... Uh, they they just uh, got magic as well, so I think they just got a honeymoon period, and they, all their practice is gonna be like twice the effort from everyone. So I think they're uh, the only team that is in a like 
uh, stable phase right now. Right. And they're like the team that uh, gains the most out of every every practice they have. Right. So you think they're just in a honeymoon period? Uh, they are somewhat, yeah. But uh, they they're still gonna keep being uh, really good. But but their uh, practice is gonna like drop off a bit and. Uh, uh, Right now, I feel like their whole team is like fully focused on the game, mm. and that's not gonna last forever. It, it yeah. lasts for like two or three months, and then someone is always gonna drop the focus, and uh, the team is gonna get worse. It, it happens with every team. Are you guys focused right now? Uh, right now, I don't feel like we are. Like uh, we had so many events uh, in a short period, and uh, we just like kind of lost it. Uh, somewhere along the way so uh, we're gonna try to regain that it's kind of amazing that you beat FaZe so well at Katowice and then you lost to them here at this tournament when they are in disarray more than they were you know a month or two ago so that I feel like that says more about you though than FaZe um, yeah I guess like uh, we we like struggled after Kat- Katowice we started struggling in a in a lot of ways like especially the T side lately um, we haven't been like winning rounds that we should be winning like even when we're playing default we we don't know how to like play out the round uh, in in any way like we we just rely on set strats right now to get us one or two rounds and why is this I have no idea like maybe everyone has lost confidence or uh, we has lo- lost the team synergy or some something. I, I don't know. How are you going to get confidence back? Uh, play more. <laughs> we win online games, I guess. Yeah, but you didn't do that well online earlier in the year, did you? Oh, you were uh, doing really well for a bit there, right? We did uh, before uh, the new year, before the major. We yeah. did. We won pretty much the most. You were cooking all, all the games online, so. But then you had a bit of a dip earlier in this year, didn't you? Yeah, I think like. We had our honeymoon uh, period uh, before uh, the major as well, so... Is a team, like, uh, this continued mentioning of honeymoon, I feel like maybe you need to keep the romance in your team the same way you would a marriage. Like, you know, you run the bath, you put some rose petals down, you, you know, you buy some expensive lingerie. What's the Counter-Strike version of, you know, buying your wife some lingerie or cooking a nice dinner with some candles what what do you do how do you reignite that spark um honestly i i don't know like i've never i I think we've never done that in any of my teams like first half a year maybe you get to know the people uh first yeah the first time you you always want to uh prove to everyone how good you are show them your best sides and then like uh, after a certain pe- period, everyone's gonna uh, like uh, go into their old self, if you know what I mean. Right. Like. Uh, yeah, th- that's when the. You, you don't. You don't. That's when you. You can't go into every day like happy and. Your girlfriend uh, stops wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You you can't go into like every day happy and trying your best. Like some some days you're gonna have a a bad day and uh, uh, you're not gonna have like the best mood and stuff like that and. Uh, uh, I mean that happens to everyone. Okay, well speaking of like the best, you have won everything there is to win in Counter Strike now. 
what what's keeping you going are you in debt or something you got a mortgage or something <laughs> i mean like <laughs> you got like tax man after you or something uh, you, you always want to prove that you're the best like even though uh we were the best for a long time uh you still like want to hold the the longest record and you still want to be known as the best for for the longest amount of time do you yeah like of course otherwise i wouldn't keep playing where does that come from though i don't know i was speaking to um who was it fur yesterday whose brother was a bodybuilder and has won all these championships too like his family was like really competitive is that what yours is like uh I don't know if my family is. I, I, I mean, my, me, I am, and uh, my father was. Your father was. What did he compete in? No, I, I mean, he did. He wasn't like competing in anything, but he was like, whatever he did, he wanted to be the best at, right. at it. And I, I, I'm the same. Like, I, I can't really pick pick up a new game and like play it casually. I just also always want to improve. Right. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. Did your father become the best at anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know, like, if he did. I don't, uh, maybe he, he did. I don't know. Number one dad. <laughs> I guess one of the questions I've got is about practice, and um, one of the things that's coming out a lot in the Australis interviews and stuff is that they're really being quite definitive with each of their practices and quite like uh, specific about what they're doing. Is that how you guys are working right now? Um, no, not, not really. Like, I think they. They just have that mentality that, like, as a as a team, as a group, you're like one, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Swedish teams and players don't have that mentality. Really? Like Swedish players, they more rely on um, first of all ourselves, and then like as a group after that. But like we we still like play together, but uh, rely really much on ourselves. Uh, as well like uh, we're taking our own decisions but I, it's it's not gonna be a decision that's like you against the team it's you that take a part of uh, your map and uh, that's gonna help your team so that's like we have a much a, a much more free uh, play style in Sweden and I think Denmark has like I think all of their teams has like a uh, really set and structured appro- approach of the game. So, is that a difference between Swedish people and Danish people? Um, I don't feel like there is. I mean, I'm asking you to make a sweeping generalization about yeah, uh, a country of people. I mean, I don't feel like there's many differences uh, across like all the Nordic uh, countries. Like, I feel like. All of us are kind of the same. Right. Okay. But I feel like it's a different... It's, it's significantly different. It's different at its core. And it's very function. Yeah. You guys are like the breakfast club. <laughs> like, you wouldn't hang out on the street. Uh, no. And then you're all in together in a room playing. Is that right? I don't know. It's, it's a really, like, hard question to dive into. Yeah, they're, they're pretty deep. One of the things that um, some of the fans were talking about yesterday was that they were looking forward to you banging a desk. <laughs> and I thought it was Crims who was notorious for banging a desk, but apparently you've been having a bang as well. 
Yeah, we've both done that uh, a couple of times. Have you thought about joining a drumming circle, perhaps? <laughs> it's not like that. I have to be mad to <laughs> to punch the desk, so uh, I can't be mad all the time. And that was Flusher from Fnatic, one of the game's greatest players of all times. What a privilege. Now, in uh, CSGO News this morning, we have had an announcement from Counter-Strike devs that a new gun is back in the game. It is the silenced MP5 or the MP5 SD, if you recall from, I think, Source, but definitely 1.6. This was a gun that used to be available. It is now an alternative to the MP7, costing the same. And it has a slightly faster, higher rate of fire, but with less ammo than the currently existing MP5. But it also has greater movement speed. So that should be a fun one to try out. Uh, unfortunately, I myself will not be trying it out as I have just decided to embark on six months away from playing Counter-Strike. If you're a long-term listener, or not that long anyway, six months ago, I decided to go one month without playing Counter-Strike. And in that time, flowers bloomed, birds sang, uh, the sun came out, and my life actually changed uh, quite a bit, more than I was expecting. Now it's time for me to put my money where my mouth is and see what it's like to go six months without playing the damn thing. Um, as again, as last time, I will again take credit for being the only Counter-Strike podcast that may actively encourage you to stop playing Counter-Strike at some point. This does not mean I do not uh, condone playing the game at all, but um, my life is just at a point where I need to take a break. I'm not that great at how should we say, regulating when and how often I play and how long for. And rather than trying to impose some sort of limit or time frame on when I actually play, uh, I have just put my computer into the shed. I've put all the peripherals in there with it and it's going to be a pain in the butt for me to get them out and try to play again. So here's what I'm going to do. Six months time without playing. Now in that time, of course, I'm going to watch the games as religiously as ever going to be following the scene as religiously as ever we'll continue to make this podcast one of the reasons if you're wondering why i've done this one of the reasons uh, is quite a personal reason actually if you have been listening since the very start of this podcast and i think there's about a hundred of you that have been <clears throat> had a very big um, and uh, life-changing breakup uh, at the very start of the podcast and that person has come back in my life attempting to reignite the partnership which has been surprising and troubling and 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 somewhat of a, 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 an incredibly tough decision and very confusing because on, on the one hand, uh, I had sort of moved on and come up with a whole lot of arguments as to why moving on was a great thing and how I could improve my life. But on the other hand, there's all the wonderful memories and history and uh, life that, that we'd established in the years prior to our breakup. Now, the compromise we have reached is that instead of getting back together, uh, well, at least straight away, we will try and take six months and actually progress our lives in the way that we weren't sort of allowing each other to do when we were together. I think I think when you're comfortable with someone, you can very easily get into a mode where you uh, forgive them their sins or their bad habits or their lack of direction or changing or moving or motivation and because you both 
forgive each other. It's a, you can get into a, a stasis very easily. And, um, and I think we allowed each other to do that. And so instead of getting back together, we are going to be each other's accountability partners and help each other try and achieve our goals. One of our goals, well, I have, I have plenty of goals, but one of these goals is to remove uh, ca- computer games from the sort of pile of things that I do when I should be doing other more useful things and other things that are more aligned with uh, long-term goals. I'm already missing Counter-Strike dearly. It's only been 48 hours (laughs) since I played, especially since they've released this new gun. Um, But I think I can do it. I think I can manage to do it. And if you feel like you need to do it as well, let me know. Join in. We can be accountability partners as well. The more, the better. And um, if you're interested, I will update you on the progress of my um, self-discipline. Now, in the meantime, I did get two wonderful messages from listeners on Twitter, on the uh, DMs on Twitter. And I'd just like to address uh, one of them in particular. It was regarding the interview with Dick Stacy. Now, I said in my last episode, the interview with Dick Stacy had some audio issues and I had a wonderful uh, offer from a listener by the name of Austin Fleshman who said, hey, Truth, uh, I could try and clean up the audio for you. I use a program called Isotope RX that might be able to help in this situation. Let me know if you're interested. Unfortunately, as I replied to Austin, the audio issue isn't that there's interference. It's that I hadn't turned on Dick Stacy's microphone. I was so in awe of the big man himself. Um, And this was actually the only interview during the entire day that I screwed up this way. There were obviously a lot of other issues. The flusher one wasn't great. Um, But uh, the good news is I did manage to capture dick's responses on my microphone so they're there and they're recoverable it's just going to take some time uh, getting that audio right in fact what i'm going to do is put all the australian interviews into one bloody episode so that if you're a fan of the aussie scene you can scroll through find who you like and listen to them or if you don't know any of them and you're from europe and all you follow is fanatic then you can get a nice entree to everything that makes the australian scene so Good and so much fun. Now, another message I got was from a lovely young man. I assume it's a man called Bernardo. And you're going to have to indulge me here because this is... I'm just going to move the microphone. This is one of the nicest emails I've ever received from anybody in my life. Uh, Now, he says, I've been hearing your podcast since the beginning of 2018. And the only thing that comes to my mind is thank you. Thank you for creating and feeding this amazing project that is your podcast. I follow and listen maybe around 20 podcasts and yours is that short list of podcasts that I wait to be released a new episode like a little child waits for opening his Christmas gifts. Your work in this podcast is far from amateur. Your analysis and thoughts are definitely done in a professional level and I hope one day you will get into the scene in a more contractual way. What a lovely note. He does go on to continue to stroke my ego for a while. Uh, I would say, though, um, especially um, nice to hear from a Brazilian uh, listener. How wonderful that uh, you guys are out there and enjoying the stuff. Bernardo, thank you so much for your comments. They're very much appreciated. They warm the cockles of my heart. And um, if you'd like to uh, tell me something like Bernardo did. You are most welcome to the truth at the truth csgo.com or you can contact me on the Twitter on the Twitter. On Twitter at the truth csgo. 
<clears throat> and until next time, enjoy the game. I think we're going to have another interview coming out the next day or two. All right, ciao.